Welcome to The Magic Spark. I'm your host and personal wellness witch, Tandy Gutierrez. This podcast is for the open-hearted magic makers seeking to cultivate consistent self-evolution, or as I like to call it, self-revolution. It aims to be a home base for continually stumbling upon things that ignite the healing spark in you, be that practical or magical. Now, let's see what that spark is for you in today's episode. Hello, my magic makers. You're listening to episode 30. This podcast is brought to you by my online studio, unicornwellnessstudio.com. When you're ready to heal, embody, and empower through everyday self-care practices, body, mind, and soul. This season, we're trying something a little different. Your deeper dive into the energies of Taurus and how to work with them in your life has its very own episode, episode 29 to be exact. I'm tinkering to see if shorter formats or things kind of broken down into their own places and spaces are a little more listener friendly and allows you to work with these offerings better. Let me know. You can DM me on Instagram or drop a little note on Facebook. The links are below in the show notes. So today we're talking about tour season again. Tour season runs April 20th to May 21st, 2023. And this episode offers our tarot forecast for these dates. This reading may have a little more weight or significance if you are a Taurus native like myself. I'm a Taurus sun and have, you know, your sun, your rising or your moon in this sign. Um, friendly reminder for those listening, not in the Northern Hemisphere. The seasons are different, but the energies of the tarot, the astrology, the zodiacal season and channeled guidance are all the same. And since we're focusing on the tarot forecast here, this is channeled information. This is traditional systematic information of the tarot is for everybody. Take what resonates, leave the rest. There will be sparks for everyone. <laughs> okay. So little tidbit in general about Taurus energy and season in the tarot, in the major arcana, Taurus is represented by the Hierophant. This card offers us a warning of adhering to conventional methods too closely or too strictly. It warns of organized religion and corporations. It invites us into finding our own path, our own teacher, to perhaps be our own teacher and be that bridge between the seen and the unseen. The body is one of the ways that we work with this bridge and with the hierophant. The body is the seen, the human, heaven on earth, and the unseen is our soul, the magic, divinity, spirituality, connection to source. It always says, walk the weird way. Get to know yourself better. Find a teacher. Be a teacher. Don't go with the crowd. Be a unicorn in a sea of horses. I also might start dropping episodes um, of like a mid dive into each tarot card per season. So stay tuned, be on the lookout. I'm trying to carve out some space for that content. 
So that's your little mini <laughs> like taster of the Hierophant as it moves through me and for this community. Um, fun fact, you know, the Hierophant is number five in the major arcana. Major arcana are the spiritual karmic lessons. Um, my soul card is the Hierophant five. I'm a Taurus son. So all of these lessons of like the body and the vessel and teacher as self and body and vessel, as well as that bridge between the seen and the unseen. I might identify a little too closely with it. <laughs> so I love the Hierophant card. Um, we'll see if we get to like a full episode on it, trying to keep it around 20 to 30 minutes for this and that episode. You guys, y'all might drop me a little note somewhere if you're interested. It won't be a full deep dive. Full deep dives are always like a 90 minute adventure. But again... We're trying new things. It's a new year. <laughs> okay. So if you haven't listened to episode 29, or as a reminder, uh, Taurus is fixed earth energy, right? In the suits of the tarot, the minor arcana, earth is represented by coins or pentacles. These are our resources, time, money, energy, body, mind, and soul. And this energy could feel stuck could feel stagnant, could feel obstinate or boring. It could also feel really calm, thoughtful, sweet, just doing the doing, enjoying the process and feeling cozy and comfortable at humaning at home and not being in a hurry for a dopamine hit, thoughtful and focused on the long-term goal. And it could also offer us some manifestations that feel abundant and solid, like real, like not an offer that's like, oh, this could hash out. Like, no, 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 this is a done deal. This is happening. This happened. Okay. So Taurus has so many yummy things to offer as every season does. But if you want to go deeper into its energies, um, head to that episode 29, because the Taurus energy forecast is there. Now, let's get to our Taurus season tarot reading, okay? I pull one card for us for the spirit in which to move through things in this cycle, this season. Tried to say season and cycle together. That makes it a sequel. Interesting. Maybe we'll keep it. Because there's no way out but through. And I only pull one card in this reading because our community is so in it and living in it that the members of unicornwellnessstudio.com have their new moon and their full moon tarot reading that they're always working with. My mentees have their cycle reading as well. And so we all tend to be healing and magic junkies and tarot junkies around here. So I'm like, we just need one card here. So if you are a listener of the podcast of the magic spark. I love you so much. Thank you for being here. This is like a nugget and it's enough for the season, right? There's no way out but through. If we just know, right? The spirit in which to move through things, <laughs> that's a lot. Um, but if you are interested in more, it's in the membership. And if you're interested in even more, then you're gonna have to wait till the fall for magical mentoring again, because we're in the midst of it right now. So 
Here we go. Um, when I started and I pressed record, I did not choose officially which deck I was going to use. They're both sitting here and I'm like waiting for one of them to speak to me. <laughs> which one will it be? Yeah. Okay. All right. So we are going to pull from the Muse Tarot. This is not a surprise. This Muse Tarot has been loud chatty it's covered in roses not only is it very springy in its vibrancy and in its imagery it's also very taurus you know very connected to the rose and aphrodite okay so aphrodite venus Ooh, things are flying out of the deck okay um interesting Okay, there's three cards that fell out. So here I was like, one card for us. I am trying not to make moves so long and a little more digestible, but there are three cards and they're very loud. Okay, so we're going to work with them. Let's do this. Um, well, that's exciting. Okay, so Taurus is ruled by Venus. This is Aphrodite. Aphrodite is the elder. She is the Greek and she is very particular about being channeled as Aphrodite. Um, she too has a connection to roses, to pinks, and to reds. She is the goddess of love and beauty, but the love and beauty in all things and pleasure. She also is a goddess of our finances, right? So, you know, she's just in this season. She was like, I don't know why you thought you were using that other deck because it me. All right, here we go. So there are three cards that just literally came flying out. We're going to work with the one. We're going to see how long it takes us. And then we'll we'll get to the other two. There will definitely be a mention of them. Okay. Because they are important and they are powerful and they are big. Um, there will be images of these cards in my Instagram story the week that this episode is published. And I've been pretty good about making a little reel for y'all for the season that sits in my profile feed as well on Instagram. Okay, so here we go. Spirit in which to move through things. We cannot escape this theme, y'all. This is the night of voices. Really interesting. On brand, not overly like blatant and yet also very clear. Okay, the voices in this deck, if you're not familiar, are swords. Taurus rules the throat, the throat chakra, the throat energy center. So I find this really dynamic out of the gate. The knights, when we get into the suits of the card, one, the, the suits say, the minor arcana say, this is about day-to-day -day stuff. This is about boring human. How are you going to implement it? How are you going to work with it? Right? And so again, so Taurian, What's boring? How does it apply? How is it going to make a difference in my life? How can it do something for me? And here we come with the Knight of Voices, the spirit in which to move through this season. Use your voice at the next level, right? And that sounds really lovely. And that sounds really like, okay, cool. The suits go from the pages who are students. They say, dear universe, I don't know how to do this thing at the next level. Please teach me. They find a teacher. They apprentice. They practice. They learn. Then they become a knight. And the knights have practiced. They've had a mentor. They have been um, 
taught and run through the ringer, right? And then they're sent out into battle and into combat. But I always think of the knights energetically as like us in our 20s, you know, like perhaps maybe like a post, if if we went to college, like a post-graduation scenario of, I just accomplished something. I am more grown than I've ever been, right? And I kind of feel invincible. Like those 20 somethings, unless something, you know, which some of us have had very traumatic things happen before in that period of time, but there's still this feeling of like, I might be immortal. I could do anything. Right. And there is some mastery within the knights, within their muscle memory, in their kinesiology, in their molecular structure up at this point, right? So we talk about how the the knights are sent off into battle to protect and to warrior for, like in its most benevolent, it's, it's, you know, for the greater good. How do we protect our people? How do we protect that which we love? And the knights go and there can be this concept this came up in in group magical mentoring you know of the knights like they they're they're fearless but being fearless doesn't mean we don't feel fear believe me and if you've ever talked to anyone who has been to war it's terrifying right you're real clear of your mortality and the things that you may be walking into and yet the knights go because this is their job, right? And they go, this is where I'm at. Either I signed up for this or I was signed up into it, but either way I am here. But I have training, right? I have practice. And when we are fearful or, you know, in fear and the adrenaline kicks in or our brain just starts to haywire or checks out, right? This is the same for performers. You get on stage and your mind kind of goes blank. Muscle memory kicks in. The practice, the things you have cultivated hop in, right? And and kind of take over. And this there's a beauty, again, of this body vessel soul synthesis. You're like, how does my body know to do this, but I'm not thinking about doing it? Actually, I'm terrified, but I'm still doing it, you know? So the knights are still afraid, right? And in spiritual cultivation and work, and I'm really terrible with details and specifically with names. And there is work, there is a book. Um, It's a female teacher author. I've never actually read it. You know, it's like feel the fear and do it anyway. And before I even knew about that book or that title, I knew in my own life that when things popped up of opportunities or thoughts or ideas, and I was like, oh, that sounds kind of scary or really hard. The immediate follow-up in my my mind was like, oh, for sake, that's where I'm going next. So I know like in mentoring and with my clients that the thing that they're afraid to do, like the weird way, the path, it's like fear is the flag of where you're going next. This has the most to offer us for expansion and for healing. It proves to us that we can do things that like there's not imposter syndrome, but we don't want to be, we don't want to send ourselves in battle. Right. Without some practice, without some practicing. Right. And so the night of voices, this is about doing something at the next level. This is about speaking out and using our voices and particularly using our words in ways that we may be afraid to do. Oh, that sounds too big. I'm going to be that person. I'm going to be too loud, 
too driven, too chatty. I just took over the whole conversation, especially if you identify as female in this lifetime. And depending on the age that we are of ways we've been received or responded to in the past in a patriarchal misogynist culture, right? And so the night of voices comes along and just says guns blazing. I probably am not a big fan of guns, but you know what I mean here? Like we're dealing with swords. The knight of voices is a knight you want on your side. There is a fearlessness, not that they're not afraid of something, but they go, I'm going to check that fear. I see it. That's a flag of what I am running towards. The knight of voices in particular typically always wins, <laughs> always wins. There is a force in the knight of voices that is so, um, I won't say integrous, but it's so wired right? Like there's so much belief in the full physical being that it's just going to come to fruition, right? That could be naivete because <laughs> don't some of us wish we knew a little less about things because then that beginner's luck seems a little easier to connect with. But the Knight of Voices says, go bigger. The spirit in which to move through things is a little bit like just have that confidence of feeling like you're in your 20s, you're indestructible, and not to do things that are unsafe. This is a different conversation. I am not telling you that. But this idea of, oh, I feel my fear. Okay, I'm going to post that flag and then I'm going to decide at what rate and pace I'm going to go towards it. Well, the spirit in which to move through things is the night of voices. Just take a running, like, like you start at it. That night of voices literally raises a sword. It's very, you know, uh, I can't think of the movie title right now. We just go running. But there is a, there's a win at the end of it for just being brazen, just being, taking up space. You don't necessarily have to be loud and you don't need to be argumentative. You just need to be clear and you need to go right? Focus on the outcome. <laughs> like just, it's like the adrenaline kicks in, the muscle memory is kind of there and you're like, I'm just going to go for it, right? Take the, take the risk, take the leap. Okay. In this deck, it's a really beautiful card. This bright, 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 you know, goldenrod yellow in the background that appears to be a sun, but then there's a circle with clouds in it. And you're like, is it a moon? It's looking like an eclipse, y'all. And it's mountains and clouds and looks like Tibetan prayer flags. And it's not a unicorn. It's an, I think it's an alicorn, the winged horses. Is that right? No, Pegasus. Sorry, my children would kill me for getting that wrong. So it's a Pegasus. It's a winged horse, right? That's flying over the clouds. So it's got this very, you know, celestial divine solar powered willpower like strength and fantasy to it so it's like let's go for it let's do this again traditionally the knight of swords wins totally wins okay but it's a little bit reckless not gonna lie right so here we are the spirit in which to move through things is to go for it be a little reckless be a little fearless without fear this brings up shameless be shameless in what you want what you're going after what you're trying for what you're speaking up about and we have these connotations of they are shameless they've sold out oh no 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 shameless is a reclamation point also without shame i want 
I desire, I need, and I'm not going to be gaslit or talked out of what I want, what I desire, or what I need. Let's go for it, right? The little warning with the spirit in which to move through things with this night of voices is, again, because the night of voices is going to win, they're focused, they feel fearless, they really feel immortal, and they feel empowered, and maybe a little privileged, just a little, but a little is like, think of it as soul privilege, you're divine, you're royalty, you're fucking stardust. Yeah, you do deserve some nice things. And I don't mean thing things. You deserve to be heard. You deserve to take up space. You deserve to ask and request for and work for and invoke the things you want and desire in this lifetime. It's a go for it movement. And the night of voices, because of this energy of just going for it, there can be quite a few casualties along the way. Okay. So there is in past readings have been like, just be really mindful of your words, take some more time to sit on it and think about it. You don't have to have so many casualties to get to the outcome because you're going to win when you take up space and you speak, be clear. This is about you speaking. This is about you communicating. This is about you stating with clarity to the universe, to yourself, to the other parties of what you want and what you need in a way that does not invoke or sandbag with shame or guilt or passive aggressiveness. You got to get to that Zen place. I'm not mad at anybody. This is what I need. This is what I want. Okay. But in this reading for this cycle, it is interesting because it's, it's Taurus season. Right. And Taurus diffuses the emotion out of things will be called cold. It's an earth sign. Earth doesn't really want to feel all the feel stuff. Like, can we just do it? Can we fix it? Like, how do we solve it? It's got its own problems, but it can also just, again, be very clear in resonance and frequency. This is what I want. This is what needs to happen. Here's how it's going to fix it. Here's how we're going to move forward. And I don't, I'm not really attached and I don't really have time to hold everybody's emotions about it. Okay. This night of voices is saying, don't worry about the casualties. I do not want to encourage, you know, like just blatant non-safety with words or demeaning, you know, we don't play like that around here. But this is also just about empowerment. Like this vibrant yellow is so solar plexus, right? The energy center of confidence and of manifestation. It's learning and leaning into, I can be confident, I can be clear. And that doesn't mean I need to caretake or do the emotional labor for everyone in this exchange or this conversation. Their feelings are their feelings, their triggers are their triggers. And I hope they're grown enough that if that happens and we trip into that territory, that they're going to communicate in an adult, grown up, mature way with me. But I don't need to pre-think that. I don't need to pre-handle it. I don't need to over-talk it to prepare them for what I want and what I need. So it's got this really interesting Torian twist of like, don't, don't worry about the casualties this time. And actually, if you're in resonance with your soul, with your heart, and you're feeling confident, and you're like, oh, this is a little scary, like there's some fear there, but you're like, I see it. And I understand the growth that could come from it. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the leap, right? Then 
isn't it fascinating how sometimes when we do get to that place of zero fucks given, I just, I don't have time to caretake everybody. This is where I'm at. I'm not going to, again, shame them, judge them. I'm just, this is where I'm at. It's not in alignment, or this is what I need to bring us into alignment. And that's all. What they do with it is on them. Okay. So there is a leveling up of how we use our voices. I mean, I feel like the Unicorn Wellness Studio members are like, those voices cards are just after us right now. But at least there's clarity because there's so much confirmation in all the places. Use your voice. Use your words. Use words that empower, that set the stage, that set the precedent, that cultivate clarity. Like there's no passive aggressive here. And in our house, sometimes I'm like, just don't be weird about it. Like state what you want, ask for what you want. You might get a no. Okay. And yet when we ask with clarity, the universe is going to respond with clarity. It just saves time. There's a very Torian thing too. Let's not waste time. We need to be efficient in what we're growing and what we're sowing and what we're trying to get to. So when you're asking for something or setting a boundary, this is not working for me, right? I mean, we could just keep repeating. This doesn't work for me. This doesn't work for me anymore. I know this used to work for us, but it, it, it's not anymore. And I need us to try this. This would work for me. Or I don't actually know what would work for me. Let's be honest. But I'm resisting this. This doesn't feel good. This doesn't resonate as truth. And I truly want to get to a solution that everyone can be happy with. Yeah, I'd like it to be what I want. But I'm grown. I understand there might need to be some compromise, but this is not it. And when we start to use phrases and we lean into those phrases of this doesn't work for me, you can't really argue with that. I mean, gosh, people will try, right? But it's also one of those, huh, it doesn't incite rage or anger. It says, this is about me. And I understand this may be working for everyone else. This isn't working for me. So can we figure this out? Yeah, y'all are going to hear some Lilith in there too, right? So spirit in which to move through the season, Knight of Swords, be brave, be fearless, say what you need, go for it super high level of if you are clear, if you're really clear, you're not lying to yourself, you're not loading it, you're not trying to make it passive aggressive, you're not trying to make it someone else's responsibility. I need this. I understand you may not. But how can we move through this together? Or do we need to not move through this together? And I'm going to continue on the path because this is what I want. And this is what I need. So it's very powerful. It's very confident. And if we navigate and use our voice in this way, success, movement forward, closer to the goal. Okay. Okay. So next, the other two cards that came flying out, right? So when we pull the card, we ask, Spirit in which to move through this season. It's a hell of a card for this season, y'all. I love it. Um, when they fall out, we're just going to consider them additional information that the universe wants us to see, hear, or know. Um, loving this. Okay. So we've got two cards here. 
trying to decide which one to start with. Let's start with the world cosmos. This is number 21 of the Major Arcana. Major Arcana cards say, this is a spiritual karmic base lesson. This is big. This is soul stuff. This is unseen, magical, glow up stuff. This is expansion. This is healing, right? I love the world card. The world card is really is the last one of the major arcana. And in this deck, it's so whimsical and strong and magical. So you have this vessel that appears to present as female body. And the head is like covered up from the nose up with a globe of the earth from like space view sky. And behind that, there are wings. But one side of the wings are kind of this pixelated blue and green. And the other side are this pixelated pink and lavender and purples. And behind this is looks like the ocean water, but it's in pinks and purples and clouds and all very purpley. So we've got this super high frequency cosmic vibe because it's called the world cosmos we're in these purples pinks and like blues but they're really turquoisey so we're into heart healing we're into um, messaging through the crown chakra and this turquoise you know turquoise is the color of like the gallbladder and it's a healing color it says we're in the middle midst of healing and in process and the world card being the last of the major arcana said you have completed a, a hero's journey you've completed it so it's like a graduation energetically you have completed something you are ended you are finished this is great celebration and i always like to describe this card as a graduation how exciting you have finished this thing yay let's celebrate and be pleased and proud of what you have finished wonderful okay but it also says this is an ending and whatever you do next is totally up to you Ooh, because that means we got to make choices. And wouldn't it be easier if the universe just threw stuff on our lap? Well, when we don't make choices, it does throw things into our lap. And it's not typically as rewarding as making a choice. It's got this sort of like, you know, when the bar's closing, it's like, I don't care where you go, but you can't stay here. Okay. And if we're communicating in this, you know, graduating from high school sort of space, Maybe after high school, you need to go straight to work to help your family. Maybe you have to take time off to care for a loved one. Maybe you have the privilege of pausing and taking a gap year and you get to go travel and explore. And maybe you're just like very focused and you want this path, like you're going to college, right? Everyone's path is going to be so unique, but the world card says, you have completed something, okay? And the next bit is up to you. Now you're also in this completion point that you have the opportunity to reinvent yourself. And I don't really love that term, but we all know what it means, right? This is a time you really can change and shift. Anything is possible because the next card, you repeat the major arcana again, is the fool, the zero set point, the cosmic egg. Again, anything's possible. We don't know how it's going to turn out because we don't even know what it is yet. 
but you get to choose. So another way that I talk about the World Cosmo card is, you know, you're an, you're an author and you've made this well-loved series of books, but you know you've come to the end of this series. Like the characters have just fleshed themselves out. You're you're done. That that creative spark for it, that flow, it's ended. It's like, oh no, 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 we've 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 explored all the pieces. That is done. And so it says, okay, that's done. Now the next part is up to you. Do you want to write another series? Something completely different. Do you want to take one of those characters and create a spinoff? Do you want to turn this into a movie series or a TV series? Or do you never want to write anything ever again? and you like to be a marine biologist, you're gonna to need to go back to school. So the such beautiful factors is here is like, we've completed something. And in this deck, it really looks spiritual and energetic and healing. Like you're closer to the cosmos. You understand this balance between humanity and divinity, maybe a little bit better, but you're feeling witchier and more magical and more co-creatorship and more connected. And you're like, ooh, okay, well, now that I've discovered my magical side, what do I do with it? Well, my dears, that's really up to you. But this is a point of wishing big. This is a life by design moment. What's the most, in quotations, ridiculous, shameless, without shame? Thing you could possibly imagine for your life in this lifetime so life by design if you had unlimited resources and zero restrictions not because we're super gauche and everything's about that but because we want to get you into imagination the human brain will stop us and tell us all the ways something won't work right and so if we're stuck on budgets and people in our lives and research that ooh, done magic is done y'all done so we need to allow our minds and our creativity to get into a completely whimsical fantasy space. What would I love my life to look like if it were the Hollywood movie, if it were Bollywood, right? And it just, anything's possible. We have to get ourselves to that. That's, that's a big leap to begin with, right? And then we need to lean into what am I doing? What am I wearing? What does it smell like? What am I eating? What what is my work? Do I work? What do I do with my resources? Who am I with? So very Torian. Can I touch it? Can I taste it? Can I smell it? Can I eat it? How does it hit the concrete in this 3D incarnation? So when the world comes up and says, you better check your life by design. Do you have a life by design? Have you ever stopped to wonder What's the most fantastical experience of this 3D expression that I could possibly have? It's different for everyone. It doesn't mean it has to be massive and luxurious and like wild and wacky. It could. It could be like, I just want to own a home that's calm and stable that I love. And I want to be able to walk, you know, outside more months than not. And I want a couple of neighbors that I actually really dig and that we hang out on each other's porches. That would be pretty awesome right? So the world says, lean into that life by design because anything is possible right now. So if there's a time to wish it, to think it, to dream it, to put an order into the universe, it's now. And if you've had a life by design, anytime this comes up in a reading with me, it's time to revisit it because energies pivot and change. And so should we. 
Yes, we want to make it to goals and manifestations, but we also need to understand that as our energetics grow, as we heal, as our magic grows, as we mature and we synthesize and we integrate, the things that we want are going to change. The things that we are capable of are going to change. So our life by design may need to change. Just make sure you're headed in the direction you really want to be headed in. Okay. So this additional information says we have completed something. Well done. Congratulations. And you can't stay here. You cannot continue to do the same things now that your education, your energetics, your emotions, and your healing has expanded. You're being called to more. Now, think about what you really want that more to be from this place, not from the place of what's expected by society and culture, not from the place that is expected by family or even by yourself in the past, because that's changing is different. And it's different now because this card has come up. Okay. The last card that came flying out, y'all there's, you know, full synchronicity here. When I picked up this deck, I thought, oh, what if we pull one of these extra special cards out of the deck? Well, these cards are extra special and I don't have them memorized and I don't really know what they mean. So then I'm gonna have to read out of the booklet. And I don't know that I've done that on the podcast yet. Wouldn't you know? So the Muse Tarot deck has no kings in the deck. It has muses as this exaltation you know, expression of each of the suits. So the last card that has flown out at us for additional information, the universe wants us to see here and know, this is the muse of materials. What? Of course it is. Couldn't be Mortorian unless it was the Hierophant card, right? So this card actually sits horizontal, not vertical like the rest of them do. It takes up more space and it's weird, which I love, right? And it has a bridge, which, hey, Hierophant vibes, the bridge between the seen and the unseen, our humanness, our divinity, our capacity to pull magic through into this lifetime to cultivate magic healing and expansion and connection to spirituality and the unseen. And on this, like, it's like a rope tether bridge there's a vessel that presents as female that's walking forward in a red dress and on the sides of this rope bridge like on the on the side rails are two additional uh, images of vessels that present as female covered in roses their dresses or roses there's big roses on their head so here we go with taurus energy pleasure expression nature and hey aphrodite vibes love finances, resources, and again, human pleasures, touch, taste, sound, right? Like all, all of them. So it's this exaltation of aim big, experience big, lean into what the pleasures of this 3D incarnation are. We go through that in the Taurus forecast in episode 29. So it's just this grand, like we are in the pocket of moving through to abundance and joy and healing and manifestation like never before. Do not sleep on this, right? Dream big, wish big, change your whole outlook on who you are, who you thought you'd be and who you're going to be because we are pulling truly magical energy through to another level 
of our peace, of our calm, of our foundation of unconditional self-love. Okay. And with that, I'm just going to read the booklet because this deck by Chris Ann, so lovely, so layered, right? But we know that materials are connected to earth. We know that materials are resources, time, money, energy, body, mind, and soul. And we know that they're connected to Taurus. <laughs> so we're getting this like, ah, exaltation in this really dreamy imagery. Okay. So the booklet, let's see what it says about the muse of materials. Keywords, abundance, earth energy, life, material success, the journey of creating prosperity being able to provide for those you love, the joy of a life well-lived, grounding into the earth, gratitude, comfort, wealth, health, happiness. Now there's more y'all, but just be really clear. If you have listened to episode 29, just these are so in synchronous frequency with each other. And if you haven't listened to episode 29, do so, because it's just to confirm all of this. The prompt for the Muse of Materials is dirt magic. In the garden of life, she finds herself at a door. Above it sits the Muse of Materials, reflected in all of nature. She whispers from the flowers that grass the trees. She flitters among the birds and babbles in the creeks. This Muse uses all the materials of the earth to bring her world into form. She looks down and offers a lesson of manifesting and abundance. Sweet creator, these things are yours for the taking and the using, the fusing and the gentle forming. Your harvest, little sprout, arises from the earth, so ground into her low humming energy and breathe in her humidity and warmth. It's time to take another small step toward the gardens of life and commit to watering, healing, dancing, and loving as much as you can. Material success and joys are arriving. Seek the grounding energy of earthly delights and know that your own fertile lands are blooming now. So mesh with me in this nest of wealth, a plentiful snug nutrition. Absorb this magic, this garden of health. Walk the way toward certain fruition so beautiful and so in alignment with episode 29 as well what a gift they're so beautiful so remember Taurus season is a slow burn that offers beauty pleasure effort and will ask and require rest just don't get going too fast seek feedback Taurus responds to a constructive push and pull if it respects the source and is prepared for that feedback that it's on its way. Typically with the Taurus, don't give feedback unless you're asked for it. But all of us might request some from respected places and spaces because we have much to learn to grow and to expand here. This energy does not like surprises, quick changes, transitions, or moves. It wants to plan and support things. So if there's some resistance to change, if you're getting triggered, this is super 
on brand. Lean into it. Get curious as to what it's trying to teach you and where you can grow and expand with it. Understand that quick changes and transitions, again, this reading is saying they're benevolent. But when things start moving too fast, we can get haywired and go, I don't care if it's good or bad. It's really fast. It's making me nervous. Excitement can be constructive. Okay. Remember that it's not always fear. We're going to have to take some leaps and trust. But we may also have to make sure we're not turning something down because we're uncomfortable with how quickly it's happening, right? Because Taurus is like, I need more time. And the universe goes, nope, we don't have more time. We have right now, okay? So make sure that you're also not pushing off and saying no to some opportunities simply because of the speed that it's happening, okay? The goal of this forecast is always to support you and to harness and work with the energies it offers in order to not get capsized by them. As always, I hope it resonates. Take what works for you. Leave the rest. Share what your magic spark is in this episode with me. And thank you for letting me into your collective energies in order to facilitate this reading. I love you very much. Now it's time, if you haven't already, to hit the subscribe button so you never miss this magic. If this episode has you thinking of someone else who needs this spark, share it. And if it resonates with you to rate and review the podcast, I would be ever so grateful. The more ratings and reviews the show has, the easier it is for other seeking souls to find their healing home base. It's a super simple way for you to support someone else's healing. If you have topics you'd like to hear me cover or guests you'd like to hear on the show, or hey, you just want to say hi, DM me on Instagram at Tandy underscore Gutierrez and make sure to check out all of my offerings at unicornwellnessstudio.com. Links are below in the show notes. I love you so very much. And remember, healing is for you. And it all starts with just that 